It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Fight! Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sports Fan on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills on the mic alongside Joe Medor, taking up until 6.30 today where the Columbus Blue Jackets will take over the airwaves. 6.06 o'clock and this third day of May and currently in southeast Ohio, 74 degrees and it's off and on with the rain showers right now. The clouds are... Uh, Letting the sunshine peek through a little bit. I think I see even a rainbow coming off the studios right here at 300 Columbus Road. But again, it's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting. Joey, long weekend. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, of course, we you know had the we had our moving experience yesterday. Uh, that's that experience need to be run better. <laughs> that's that's what, oh, I'll leave it at. But um, well, yeah, I mean weekend. it's it's a. Uh, yeah, it's tough moving out a lot of people in a short period yeah, it, of time, it's right? A, it's a cluster you-know-what around here, for sure. Um, what? Well, we made it out. All the stuff is in a secure area, if we want to say that. So. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, then, of course, all the draft all weekend long, lots of football, lots of college highlights, lots of analysis, um, a lot of stuff to break down. First round, I didn't really see too many surprises. Um but yeah, we can we can start to get into it a little bit here. Um, well, yeah, I think the biggest surprise is coming out of the uh, NFC between the Giants, the Eagles, and the Cowboys because the Eagles jumped the Giants because Devonta Smith out of Alabama was one of the Giants' top uh, targets at ten. Well, he went at ten. The Giants had the pick at eleven, and uh, they traded back and got uh, well. The the eleventh pick went to Justin Fields for Chicago Bears. And uh, the Giants traded down. But other than that, I mean, I didn't really see a whole lot of surprises. Um, there was a debate, obviously, between who would go at the number five pick. Was it going to be Jamar Chase? Was it going to be, uh, you know, Pina Sewell? And it was, you know, they, they went with Jamar Chase for Cincinnati. And CBS has that at a, at a ranking at a B plus. But I foresee that being an A, A plus draft pick as long as Chase pans out. I'm happy with who they got in the second round, but uh, your thoughts on what, what the Bengals did at number five? Hmm. You know, I really had convinced myself going leading up to the draft that day that they were going to take the safe pick in Sewell. It just seemed like that's where, the, where a lot of mocks were going. It seemed like the whole Jamar Chase hype kind of came down a little bit the last uh, maybe week and a half of coming into the draft. You didn't hear as much about you know them drafting Jamar Chase. Uh, so I thought maybe it, it faded away a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think they got a di really dynamic player. Uh, obviously opted out last year. He is, of course, one of the guys who opted out, and it didn't really punish him. It did lead to him getting uh, getting tr getting uh, dropped in picks, obviously, because we saw, I mean, if you were watching, like, the middle rounds of the draft, almost every other guy got picked, like, they had a graphic in the top. Uh, it was a part of the graphic, and it say in the top right corner, opted out of 2020. So, you know, a lot of the... A lot of, I think, marquee talent fell into the mid-rounds this year just because of we didn't get to see them play their senior year. Well, the guy like Chase, you know, the, the uh, Bolitnikoff Award winner, the last year he played, of course, I was with Joe Burrow, um, just blazing speed, just a dynamic athlete. Can't really go wrong with him. 
Uh, he's just one of those guys who's going to come and make an impact. I know people made the link that the last time the Bengals drafted a receiver at number five, it was A.J. Green. That obviously worked out really well. Um, so I, I don't think you can really go wrong with the pick. I think Jamar Chase is a tremendous talent. Um, but I still think you have some work to do on the O-line coming out of the draft. I know they drafted a couple guys, um, and we'll see if they can get in and get in there and get going right away. But, yeah, you, I was a little shocked. I thought they were going to go with Sewell. I really did. But um, so, with Chase, again, you're getting a really, you know, a premium talent at number five. They had the luxury of having pretty much anyone that they wanted at their disposal because you kind of knew that the first – you knew the first three picks for sure were quarterbacks and the Falcons. It was got announced a couple of days before the draft that it was going to be Pitts, but of course they were potentially in the market for a quarterback as well. And uh, so with that, Cincinnati already having their quarterback, they didn't have to worry about anything. They could just take the best available player on their board. They viewed that as Chase. So, yeah, yep. I think the big question mark was what the Atlanta Falcons were going to do. I mean, do they try to protect Matt Ryan? Do they go get him another weapon? And they probably picked one of the most talented guys in the draft in Kyle Pitts, a tight end out of Florida. Uh, and I'm getting a couple texts from, you know, the voice of the Bobcats and Russ Eisenstein. Appreciate him listening. And he agrees, you know, the, the Bears trading up and trading with the Giants was probably the biggest surprise of the draft at 11, uh, especially since because uh, the Giants, they've never traded back under Dave Gettleman. This is the first year in the draft that the Giants traded back. And I'm happy for Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a successful quarterback. And coming into the draft, the Bears were going to go with Andy Dalton as the QB one. That's what and was that was interesting. Uh, that was the whole marketing, right? They they sent right. a tweet out. They, uh, you know, all that brought in Dalton. And now Andy Dalton is. You remember the year they drafted Trubisky? They signed uh, Mike Lennon, who hadn't really played too much in the NFL. So obviously a little bit different from Dalton. But he they signed him to a multi-year deal. And it seemed like he was going to get a chance to start. And then they go and trade up and get Trubisky. Now they do the same thing this year, bring in Dalton, and they trade up and get Justin Fields. Now I think Fields has a, a higher ceiling than than Trubisky did coming out of college. And uh, obviously they had to move up to a third pick. But, yeah, I was happy for Fields. It, it was it was weird. The uh, talk around him coming into the draft, there were so many ups and downs of, you know, just all these kind of excuses to say why he wouldn't be the be the you know a good quarterback whereas you know I've had him as my number two quarterback in this class for coming into the last college season and you know I don't think anybody really did anything to change that um but you know he didn't have to wait too long just outside of top 10 at number 11 got the Bears to trade up for him and yeah it's going to be interesting to uh, see what he's able to do I'll be interested to see if they throw him into the fire right away or you know kind of uh well, we see teams do a lot for the rookie year quarterback, kind of start a guy the first three, four games. And, you know, if things are going south, throw the rookie out there. But um, we'll see how Chicago handles this because, you know, let's, well, it's like, let, let, like, let's talk. I mean, the Bears are playoff. We're a playoff team last year. And, I mean, they, they snuck in at, you know, eight and eight because of the extra team. But, you know, they got a playoff defense. And if they can figure some things out on the offensive end, it can be a very uh, – potent team they got Allen robinson coming back after the franchise tag and we'll see uh if they give the keys to fields right away and it's almost like they're doing the kansas city model right and the kansas city model was you you started alex smith right this is before the leg injury and everything alex smith was a tremendous quarterback in his own right uh comeback player of the year last year with washington but alex smith started over patrick mahomes for what the entire season or something like that uh, whole season. In, well, yeah, whole Mahomes season. may have played. Like, Mahomes at least started week 17. I don't remember if he played the last two weeks or not. Because, I mean, what a lot of people forget is the Chiefs are winning games before Mahomes got there. Mahomes right. just took him to the next level. And the way it was with, you know, 
Tyroid Taylor uh, up up in Cleveland before Baker Mayfield took over, and even uh, you yep. know out, out in Buffalo when Taylor went down and, and Josh Allen came to become the quarterback. Uh, it, Taylor wasn't there when Allen was there. I thought Allen Allen and Mayfield him, right? came in the same year. Uh, they started Peterman at first. Uh, they, well, who did uh, who did Allen replace? Because Taylor was uh, so Taylor went over to Cleveland. Correct. Before, okay, yeah, that's right. And then if, I mean same class, same year, Flacco, and then they switched yep. to Lamar midseason. Uh, but there is a, a precedent set now kind of in the NFL where you have the veteran start for a couple of games. You have the, you know, your rookie quarterback sitting on the bench. He gets to take it in a little bit and yeah. then, you know, figure things out, get caught up to speed at the NFL level and then get thrown into the fire. But uh, what it looks like right I mean, now for at least Chicago and Justin Fields is that Andy Dalton will be the starter opening day if we're going off the information back for a couple of weeks when Dalton signed with Chicago or... Uh, and, you know, Fields starting sometime after, because I don't think that, I think Fields is the better player right now than Andy Dalton, and Fields should start at some point in this NFL season coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see all these quarterbacks at least play. I mean, Lawrence is going to be the Burrow. He's playing day one. He's going to step in the camp and be the starter. Not a uh, not a big Gardner Minshew guy? I don't think Minshew's that bad. Uh, I just think Lawrence, yeah. uh, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, when, it's like if the Bengals kept Dalton and uh, Burrow came in. Well, here's the thing. Let, let's let's stay and, with but, Jack- uh, and like, I'm just trying to talk about this yeah. for a second. Like Wilson, who the uh, Jets don't have any other plans, so I think Wilson plays right away. But then look at the other ones that got drafted: Fields, the Andy Dalton we talked about, Trey Lance, Garoppolo still there. I mean, I know that there's rumors that they're they're looking at shipping him out and uh, trying to make a trade with somebody. And then also, you know, Mac Jones at the Pats at 15, they got Cam, who they just. Uh, brought back for for a good chunk of change so but yeah you're you're right it, it is more common like the burrow thing last year starting from you know day one stepping in the camp that's uh you don't see that too often out of the uh even the top picks that get that get brought in a quarterback these days and you knew that was going to happen and why i think a guy like zach wilson with the jets why i think he's going to start day one is because you know they traded away their quarterback right andy dalton got traded away uh you know by or no, was was he traded or did he leave? I think he was. His tra- contract was up. His contract was up. Either way, you know, your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, moved on. The Jets thought the franchise quarterback was going to be Sam Darnold. They traded him down to Carolina. You had, uh, you know, for Trevor Lawrence right now that they like Minshew, but he's not like an Alex Smith where he's going to start over the rookie quarterback. No. Uh, you know, it's not like the kid Love that's sitting on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers up in Green Bay. Um, you don't take a guy, I mean, the Browns did do it because Tyrod did start with me. For most cases, you're taking a guy number one. You're, you're, you're willing to you know, throw him out there from the beginning. And on top and, of I mean, Lawrence has been, since he was, I mean, 16 years old, he regarded as, you know, this guy is going to be, you know, I don't think I can recall any kind of hype over a quarterback coming in since Andrew Luck. Right. Uh, I mean, despite Andrew Luck's short career because of injury, I mean, he was, <laughs> he was a great quarterback in his day. So. Well, he came in, he made a lot of money, and then he left with uh, with his head on straight. So he, he, he did a good job. Um, I wanted to stay with Jacksonville because, of course, this is the first year as head coach for Urban Meyer, and their draft was confusing, especially in the first round. You took the player that everybody thought you were going to take in Trevor Lawrence, but then you had other needs on the – on the football fields with your second pick in the first round, they went with again, a Clemson player and Travis Etienne, and you have urban Meyer saying that he's going to be like a third 
back. He's going to be in rotation with the other two running backs that, that Jacksonville has. My question is why? You know, what, what, what are they outside of Trevor Lawrence? I'm not really sure what Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville uh, administration, the management, I don't know what they did after because it just seems like a lot of people were confused with their drafts after Trevor Lawrence. But it was it was just interesting because it's, again, first-year head coach in Urban yeah, Meyer. Mean, you think... keep a tab on him because he was a longtime coach of, uh, at Ohio State, had a lot of success, and it, it just was a, a baffling draft outside of Lawrence at number one. But I think uh, Cincinnati hit on most of their picks, which obviously for us is, is, is the most important thing uh, with you know being an affiliate in Cincinnati Bengals, and we'll hear all of year two of Joe Burrow and, and uh, yeah, what, what these guys have to do. Uh, I think Zach Taylor, the head coach of Cincinnati, I don't know if he's on the hot seat, but I think that he's going to be paid attention to a lot this year. He's into year three in his coaching career. He's got his franchise quarterback. You have the star player, which you think can develop into the star player, and Jamar Chase. You already had T. Higgins and um, uh, you know Boyd, Tyler Boyd, with the you know wide receiving core. In addition to Joe Mixon, you needed to upgrade your offensive line. You also signed uh, Joe's tight end in Moss. Thaddeus Moss now joins the folds. And they got, uh, they got the kicker everybody was predicting, McPherson, the right. Florida kid. So you have, a, for that. you have a kicker who's supposed to be number one. You have your franchise quarterback. You got a stars around him. You have a good receiving core. You have your star running back in Mixon. Your offensive line, you hope you shored up a little bit. I think it's definitely better than what it was. But because of all those factors... I think that Zach Taylor uh, is going to have to win a couple of football games this year to stay at the helm. I'll tell you a pick I thought they got really good value for. It was in the sixth round, and it was Chris Evans, the running back out of Michigan. Last year only got the ball 12 times, so you know it, it plummeted his stock. But the year before that, he was a 1,000-yard rusher up in Ann Arbor and playing extremely well. It was a big part of you know what Michigan was doing on the offensive end. And for whatever reason, you know they were talking about this on the analysis that uh, – he just didn't get to see the carries last year. And, you know, you lose Bernard, so that's a you got to replace him. Evans is kind of the same mold that Bernard played while Mixon was healthy. The third down running back, he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield, so that's adding another weapon to the offense. Uh, I didn't see great grades on the uh, on the Clemson kid they took in the second round, the lineman, I believe, uh, uh, Jackson Carmen. Uh, I saw a lot of, you know, C grades, low level. So... You know, we'll we'll see what what goes on there. Uh, but like I said, it's hard to argue the chase pick, but I can understand the argument of you know trying to say, um, you know, you should have went and tried to perhaps shore up that offensive line. But uh, overall, I think they had a solid draft. Uh, they need to stack a few solid drafts here in a row to you know start to get the uh, get the train rolling here a little bit. But um, you know, they've done a lot of things this offseason on the defensive side, trying to improve the front seven and stop the run game and, uh, you know, add a couple players to the secondary as well. You know, they're trying to build up a lot. Uh, and like you're kind of alluding to, Taylor's finding himself a little bit on the hot seat at this point. I mean, if you have another year of consistent losing, I mean, I'll be a third straight year, you'd be hard-pressed to get a fourth year if you have three straight losing seasons in the, the fashion that the first couple have come in. I think if you are a top eight pick if you're picking in the top eight and you're not drafting up into the top eight but if you find yourself as a top eight draft pick team in 2022 that taylor's job is in jeopardy 
because I think you need to you need to win a couple of football games now. You have the star players on offense. You gotta you had to get better on defense. I mean, defensively last year for Cincinnati, there were a couple games that you could have won, but the defense just fell apart in the final two minutes. They couldn't stop a two minute drill for the lives. And you know, that, that cost them a bunch of games and even cost a tie with the Eagles. They well, should have beat the Eagles. been terrible the last two years. So it's, but you need to trend. see better improvement on defense. You need to see the offensive line improving. And, of course, in year two, you know, we'll, we'll figure out everything else for, for Joe. But uh, he's got to get healthy first. And he was throwing the football uh, before the draft uh, out in Cincinnati. So looks like he's on track and getting uh, healthier and better by the day. Uh, and that's always encouraging to see. But... Again, you gotta you gotta see improvement on this team, and when it comes down to it, football is about wins and losses. Yes, you got better, but if you don't have more than two, three wins, it, it might be time. But again, he's got a full third year. Hopefully, it's successful, and uh, of course, we wish them nothing but the best. We'll step aside for a quick break. On the other side, we'll break down more things. And uh, Cincinnati Reds uh, also took a couple of games and beat the Cubs in a series over the weekend. We'll talk about it and more. It's a sports fan presented by JK Contracting at 970 97.1 FM WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, JK Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at JK be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call JK Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You've got a problem. Your air conditioner is not working. There's a simple fix for that. Well, simple for us. This is Jared with Dean Heating and Cooling, and we're experts at fixing your AC. Together with Tempstar, we've been in business for more than 20 years and have some of the best service techs in the industry. So if you want fast, reliable service, just call us. In fact, if you call today, you could qualify for 12 months no interest financing on a new high-efficiency Tempstar unit. Dean Heating and Cooling, the simple fix. Find us online at deanheatingandcooling.com. The Vinton County Wild Turkey Festival is back for 2021. The 36th festival will be May 6th through 9th on the streets of MacArthur. Fun, free musical entertainment, your favorite festival foods and activities like amusement rides, a car show, a karaoke contest, the Grand Parade, and the 2021 Baby Contest. For more information, visit vcwtf.org or the festival Facebook page. The 36th Vinton County Wild Turkey Festival, May 6th through 9th on the streets of MacArthur. You good? Anything you want to talk about? Here if you need me. Just want to check in. Appreciate you. Everyone feels less than okay sometimes. They may not want your advice, but they may welcome your ear. Be present is a simple but powerful way to be there for others, especially now when many are separated. Help teens and young adults find their power, conquer the difficult times, and get to a better tomorrow. Be present, Ohio. Sponsored by the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and aired in cooperation with the OAB and this station. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with a crispy, juicy fried chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. ba da pa 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 Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. 
Sports Fan 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. Those are Mike alongside Joe Medor taking up until 6.30 where the Columbus Blue Jackets take over the airwaves and the last Blue Jackets game of the, uh, well, for this season will be on Saturday. And uh, that's the last broadcast. And the Cincinnati Reds take us all the way throughout the summer until we hit Cincinnati Bengals and, uh, you know, Ohio football, of course, over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105. And, yeah, well, uh, what else we got? We got the Reds. We got the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, and, of course, we got the Athens Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs, uh, we did an away game, one of our few away games that we do this season. And, and Athens and Alexander had traded between home and home because of rain at Alexander. Uh, we, we thank the athletic director, Mr. Dosick, for uh, setting us up and, and getting us some power and uh, calling the game on Friday. And Athens suffered their first loss to Alexander, and what I heard was probably the first win for Alexander against Athens about six years or so. Uh, I, I, I think was it was over six here. games is what Trevor said. Well, somebody... But it could be wrong, huh? On Alexander, somebody said six years. So, and, and Troy had said, you know, there used to be a pretty good rivalry between Athens and Alexander back in the day, but I'm not sure how far back in the day is. <laughs> um yeah, it's just broad terms are tough for us to, you know, analyze. <laughs> but it was a 4-3 victory for Alexander over Athens. Uh, Will Matters suffered the loss. Matters went all the way in the game. Uh, a couple of untimely errors undid Athens. Uh, but, you know, you got to give Alexander credit. They put the ball in play. They made Athens try to make the play. And, you know, Will Matters did not pitch poorly. I think I had him for one earned run. Um, and I know Joey <laughs> going back and forth on that uh, during the game, but... Either way, Will pitched well, but the defense behind him did not support what he was doing out there. He pitched extremely well and um, threw a lot of strikes, didn't really give any walks. Uh, but give credit to uh, Jacob Phillips for Alexander as well on the other side. He pitched yeah. a heck of a game against a really, you know, statistically in the state. Athens ranks pretty high in a lot of different batting categories. And um, he was able to, you know, shove the zone. And he got a little wild at the end to bring in a reliever to get the final out. Uh, Athens won in the bottom of the inning with the lead and potentially the win. But as you mentioned, it's a couple tough plays, uh, you know, got a ball thrown away. And then, you know, another tough one where, uh, you know, ball hit the short, gets bobbled a little bit. Everybody's safe. And then, you know, Jeremiah Clark is so for three, three strikeouts. Looked like he, you know, couldn't hit water falling out of a boat and then <laughs> pokes one in the left field to win the game. I mean, it's crazy how that, how that how that all ended up working out. I mean, he had a great at bat there to. You know, and that that shows you some mental toughness. I mean, it's pretty easy when you strike out three times in a game to check out mentally and, you know, just assume, ah, doesn't matter what I do, I'm not going to hit the ball. But he stepped in the biggest spot and uh, got the base hit, the big win for uh, for Alexander. Yep, big win for Alexander. Athens is uh, now with two losses in the TVC Ohio, which means that Megs is in the uh, driver's seat to win the TVC Ohio title this year. Unless, of course, they lose at some point this year. Tomorrow we got Athens Bulldog Baseball hitting the airwaves around 4.55. Tonight we've got the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Blue Jackets take on the Nashville Predators. Predators are at 28, 22, and 2. Blue Jackets are eliminated from the postseason at 16, 25, and 11, and they come your way next. Tomorrow, Cincinnati Reds will join in progress. Jeff Hoffman on the round with Dylan Cease for the Chicago White Sox two-game series uh, over in the midweek. For Joe Medor, this is Connor Mills signing off. Thanks for listening. And again, Blue Jackets coming up right now.
In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.